0: Welcome to track number 17 of Pastors of Thousands.
1: Obedience is a greater thing than sacrifice. Amen. Do you want to know 10 reasons why obedience is greater than sacrifice? How many want to be arrested on a, upon arrival? in heaven No. first reason why now notice if you don't get anything from the camp make sure you get this one First reason why obedience is greater than sacrifice, better than sacrifice, more powerful, better, greater. What does better mean? Seven meanings of the word better. Number one, better means greater, greater. to be preferred. Write them down. To be preferred, greater. Number three, an improved version, something improved. And it, you got it? First one is greater. Better means greater. Right. It means to be preferred, superior, greater, improved. What was the other one? Second one was what? Preferred. Uh huh. Enhanced. More acceptable. More acceptable, more favorable, higher quality, augmented. Thank you to be chosen, desired, better is better. I mean, you have two people you want to marry, Rachel and Leah. You choose the better one, isn't it? <laughs> huh? You can't choose the better one if it's in the night. And that is why God gives you pastors so that you're not be in the night when you are. I was just telling some people that. I was just telling somebody, I said, I told him, your judgment would be greater than mine. Yeah. I said, I said, it because I entered the ministry in the night. Oh, yeah. I entered the ministry in the night. I took decisions in the night. I made moves. It was all dark. <laughs> because when the light comes on, you can discover that you are doing the right thing. But it's almost... Almost by chance or by whatever. But if you are sitting here and I'm teaching you about obedience, about sacrifice, I'm talking to your heart. I'm, I keep holding your heart and trying to move it this way and it keeps going back. And you, you can feel God is working on you, working on you, working on you. Your judgment will be more than mine. Because I never heard all these things that you are, hear- that you are hearing. I never heard even one. I was totally in the, in the dark. But light has come to you and you are hearing you are hearing that you must work for the Lord. You'll be rewarded in heaven. Man, I never heard all these things. I never heard all these things. Never heard all these things. You are hearing all these things. So your judgment will be more than mine. Because if there are two of us, I'm in the dark, and I've, asked, I've been asked to choose out of all the I'm in a dark room, and you are also in a room next door. And there are several cards on the floor. And there are several cards on your floor. And it's light in your room, and there's darkness in my room. And I've been asked to choose... Three red cards, and you have also been asked to choose three red cards. And I come out of the dark room, and I'm holding the three red cards. And you come out of the room holding one red card and two green cards. Who deserves a knock? (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. And you weren't weren't able to pick any of the cards. You said you couldn't. With the lights on, I couldn't see any cards. I said, I was in the dark and I saw the cards. You were in the light and you say you can't see the cards. I'm preaching to your heart. I'm preaching to your heart. God is talking to your heart. God is working on your heart. See it all. Don't make the mistake that Sarah made and said it's Hagar. Don't make that. It's a big mistake to transfer the thing to Hagar. It's those zealous guys who've come from Ghana. They can do these things. Oh, so it's that brother. It's not the brother. It's you, the sister. And it's not that zealous brother. That's why I asked Pastor Steve yesterday. When I asked who are those prepared to do what? Um, huh? Or to go out. To go as missionaries to another country. Yeah. Did you raise your hand? No. Did you stand? No. But the zealous Hagers, the Hagers, they stood up. But the Sarahs the chosen assistant of Pastor Richard at Apache. He said, there's, there's a maid who's far. He's not close to Abraham like I'm close to Abraham. He's out there. Send, send him. I'll stay with Abraham. <laughs> <laughs> Careful. Careful. Steve, you're the man. You're the man. Lady Pastor Sarah made that terrible mistake and she sent off others. You see, that's the the thing that as we are hearing the word, don't think about anybody. Think about yourself. I said, think about yourself. Amen. Amen. Now, are you listening? Are you still listening with me? Obedience is better than sacrifice. That means obedience is superior, greater, improved, preferred, enhanced, more acceptable, more favorable, of a higher quality, and augmented, it's augmented, I mean, augmented is not a good word. It's to be prepared, it's a higher thing than sacrificing. Why? Reason number one. Obedience is better than sacrifice because it is often something that you enact. It's an act or an action that you take without understanding what you are doing. Whereas, when you are making a sacrifice, Pastor Paul, you often understand why you are making the sacrifice. In it, yeah. you're making the sacrifice because the Lord loves sacrifices, and then it's supposed to cost you something, and you know what you are doing. You know that when you make this sacrifice, this is what is going to happen, and it, 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 it costs or it doesn't cost much, so you know. But often obedience. So the voice of the lord is often an act you will do without understanding it or fully understanding it and to do something you don't understand is more difficult than to do something that you fully understand that is why i found it i found it difficult to learn subjects like biochemistry i don't like subjects you have to chew and pour chew and pour things you don't understand that's why I've always prayed for understanding. Try to understand God. Try to understand his word. Try to understand the ministry. Try to understand what is happening. That's why if you read my books about the ministry and so on, you will see, you, you'll find that you gain understanding. You understand how to do, why to visit. If you read this book, Transform Your Pastoral Ministry, open it to me, you'll find, you'll find an understanding of PVCI is in this book. It helps you to understand why you should pray. I'll read it. I'm just read I'm just I'm just looking at the index. It says it gives you understanding ten reasons why every minister should pray, eighteen facts about spiritual warfare, twenty ways to know your enemy so you can defeat him, five ways for pastors to pray effectively, seven examples of praying fervently, seven signs of fervent prayer, nine steps to praying for a long time, two steps to understanding intercession, twenty reasons why every pastor needs to be an intercessor. 12 reasons why pastors must visit their sheep. Not just visit. Because sometimes we say, hold on! Hang on there! Make it! You can do it! But how to make it is the question now. And you say, pray, pray, pray. Why pray? You say, visit, visit, why visit? Three secrets behind the power of visitation. Eight guidelines for fruitful visitation. Five visits that have life-changing power. Five visits that bring a permanent change. Five visits that establish church members. Teaching, 15 keys to becoming a successful teacher. Four reasons why every pastor should see the congregation as God's garden. Seven reasons why a pastor should teach in series. Four keys to augment your teaching ministry. Seven reasons why listening to tapes will transform your preaching ministry. How to establish a doctrine in a church. Seven reasons why you should teach your leaders. Why you must avoid pseudo-word and doctrine of devils. Interaction. Eight reasons why interaction is important for every church. How to interact with people. Eight ways you can make people feel special. How to encourage interaction between church members. So it's not just visit, 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 visit but you understand why and how and the mechanics of the thing. So something, you, and that's why I keep teaching you often, if you listen, you realize it's more of how or why, right? Like right now I'm teaching you about obedience, but I'm giving you understanding as to why obedience It's actually better. And even the word better, I'm helping you to understand the word better by showing you that better means greater, to be preferred, to be chosen, higher quality, improved, something above the other one. Amen. So I'm actually trying to give you understanding so that next time you have a choice. Because as you grow in the Lord, you are not going to be choosing between a good and a bad. You are going to be choosing between a good and a good. I, I'll show you. You see, as you grow, when you start, you, you choose between good and bad. But as you progress, you begin to choose between good and good. <laughs> did you, did you, I left you behind the traffic light? Yes. I left you? Yes. When you start, you'll be choosing. Should I go to the disco or should I go to church? That's good and bad. Should I marry the unbeliever or should I marry the Christian? Should I, should, I, should, I, should I go to heaven or hell? The good and the bad. But as you grow, you'll now be choosing, should I go to Googlygop International Church or should I go to Angels Delight Charismatic Church? Both are good. Which of them? So you're now choosing between good and good. Two brothers are proposing to you one is a prayer warrior preach brother one is a prayer warrior one is a worship leader and 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 and, and he, he hasn't he's he's not as handsome as you would have really wanted him to come out you get what i mean and he doesn't know how to propose that is his problem there's another brother he's a good christian and he's also in the church and even came for the camp meeting. But he's not a worship leader and he's not a prayer warrior. But he is a really handsome kind of person that you would choose. He's the man. He's the man. <laughs> so mo- these, are not, these are not two choices between a good, the bad, and the ugly. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> but this is a choice between the good, the better, and the best. <laughs> Are you understanding? Should I go to do the work of the Lord in Cameroon or should I go and do the work of the Lord in Zambia? The good and the good. The good and the good. Not the good and the bad and the ugly. Because as you grow you can see the good, the bad, the ugly. I don't like the ugly, I don't like the bad, I want the good. A time will come when you will have You'll be serving the Lord and you'll be choosing between a sacrifice you have to make and an obedience act that you have to make. And many times, the obedience to the Lord will be easier than the sacrifice. hundred times easier. I've been there many times where what God has told me is easier than what I feel I should do. And, and sometimes you can disobey the Lord and do what is hard because we believe in hard things. We feel that the harder it is, the more pleasing it is to God. You know how it is? Sometimes they go to school and it's like, the harder you suffer, the more you suffer, then it means that, yes, you are doing something right. The the, the feeling that I have when I'm fasting, I know it makes God, please speak with me because I'm in pain. God, God is not a a painkiller. Amen. God is not somebody who is trying to give you pain, and give you frustration, and, and make you lose your mind, and make you go out of, out of joint. God is a good God. He's a kind God. He's not trying to drive you up the wall. But you see, that's how our minds are. It's that The harder it is for you, the better it is, and more pleasing it is to God. So as you grow, you get it. You need to actually get this point very clearly, because it's no more going to be choosing between the good, the bad, and the ugly. But the good... The better and the best amen that's that's why this message is important how many realize that you are you are moving out of the good the bad and the ugly to good better and best yeah as you grow you you see that amen i see you making the right choice and jesus gave the key to choosing between the good the better and the best jesus is a key giver he gave the greatest key to choosing between two good things or two bad things he said if 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 it is better to go to heaven with one arm. If your arm is worrying, you cut it off, cut it. I said, "What? Cut it and go to heaven? Why?" He said, "Because both are not good. You go to hell with two arms. You be jumping. You hear scream." Oh, hey, with two arms, you are scratching yourself. You can't even read the heat. Go and ask the rich man. The Bible says, scream, where The screen where the worm dieth not, the anguish. And you got your two arms there. So that's a, not good. There's another one go to heaven without one arm. That one, too, when you get to heaven and say, Now we want to welcome the Lord, you put your hands together to the Lord. <laughs> And you have to beat in your, beat in your chest. So you'll be doing something like that. Because one of your arms is on earth. And so as you are moving around. and then, uh, Lift up your two hands to the Lord. So you, have, you can only lift up one arm. Because one of the arms. There was some situation that you had to give up one of the arms. But I think the one arm in heaven is better any day than the two arms in hell. So sometimes, as life goes on, you have to choose between the two and say, man, this is a better option for me. Amen. Amen. So, when you are doing obedience, when you are obeying the Lord, often there are things you don't understand about what you are obeying. Let me tell you, look at last year, we are having a camp in England. We are preaching, you are all here. When the Lord asked me, you know when the Lord asked me to start a church? The Lord asked me to start a church here in 1993 on around my birthday, before, around, around April, the Lord spoke to me, I was in a hostel in Geneva in a place called Grand Lancy, at a place called Foyer Justin No, not Foyer Justin Foyer something, anyway hmm? And the Lord said to me, go start a church in London if you help me to understand i couldn't understand it i had a whole lot of reasons why it was not the right thing to do because there were good churches there and it was like immediately as that idea comes to you the devil will be there he, you see he, he will meet you he'll give you just 50 meters then he'll you tell you see you are proud you are trying to do something bad you are trying to become this you are trying to do whatever it's not necessary others have what uh, you are you want all sorts of ideas and it takes Are you listening to me? Something greater to work without understanding what you are doing than when you understand everything. How many will agree with me that it is easier? But when the Lord tells me, give $50,000, you can understand when you give $50,000. I can show you, we are buying a printing press. It's going to cost us over $100,000. Now, you give $50,000. Can you understand how it's going to help the work? Yeah. I had somebody say, give $50,000 $50, for that project. I said, God bless you. Yeah. And, and as you give, you can understand because how you understand? The bishop will write the books and I will organize the printing. I've paid for the printing press. And the books will be spread out, distributed. People will read. People will be saved. People will be blessed. Pastors will be trained. I can understand. But now the Lord is telling me that I shouldn't. He doesn't. He, I should keep the fifty thousand, and I should come to be to Bible school to be trained. <laughs> it doesn't make as much sense as the give it the fifty thousand dollars. Is that not so? Yeah. So obedience is higher, greater than sacrifice, and that is why, when the Lord asked me to be in the ministry, I said, "Julius, are you with me?" mind is here yeah I said Lord I will give you money and the Lord said I don't want your money you are what I want it's greater how many believe that is greater than any amount of money that I would have given to any church anywhere yeah that's why I fear to disobey it's frightening it's frightening because you don't understand what it is Amen. amen the next reason Next reason is that obedience is often an act, so little, so little, so small that it often looks insignificant and unimportant. Obedience is often an act, so little. And so small that it often looks like something that is not important. Now, are you there? Turn with me to Luke chapter 19. Lord, I thirst for you, and I long to be in your presence, my soul will wait for you. Father, draw me nearer, draw me nearer to the beauty of your holiness. Luke chapter 19, verse number 12. And he said, therefore, a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. And he called his ten servants and delivered them ten pounds and said unto them, Occupy till I come. Everybody say, Occupy. Did he say, Expand? Did he say, Expand? Did he say, Improve? Did he say, Invest? What did he say? Occupy. Occupy. Stay in my house till I come. But his citizens hated him and sent a message after him saying, We will not have this man to reign after us. And it came to pass that when he was returned, having received the kingdom, he commanded these servants to be called and to whom he had given the money that he might know how much every man had gained by trading. Verse number 16. Then came the first saying, Lord, thy pound has gained 10 pounds. Give the Lord a mighty clap offering for 10 pounds that have been released after this brother has done the work of the Lord. He's got just 10 souls. 10 souls, Pastor Obi. Pastor Obi, perhaps you would not have been pre- impressed with the 10 souls, 10 pounds. Now, Lillian, look, notice. Notice verse 17. That, that's going to, this, this is going to change your life. Verse 17 is going to change your life. I see your life changing Amen. in Jesus name. Amen. Verse 17 is going to change your life. Notice he said, and he said unto him, well, thou good servant, because thou has been faithful in this great commission, because thou has been grateful in this great commission, because thou has been, been faithful in this magnificent impressive high command because thou has been faithful in this ambassadorial position high level palace official because thou has been faithful in what? in what? little little very little very little very little Because thou hast been faithful with very little. Have thou authority over ten cities. And he said unto him. The second came unto him, saying, Lord, thy pound has gained five pounds. And he said likewise to him, be thou also over five cities. And another came, saying, Lord... Behold, here is thy pound, which I have kept laid up in a napkin. Again, has he done anything wrong? He gave it and you have put it in a napkin and you have kept it. Verse 21. <laughs> For I fear thee, because thou art an austere man. Take and thou takest up that thou layest not down and reapest that thou didst not sow. I put two and two together. And he said unto him, Out of thine own mouth, Will I judge thee? Thou wicked. What is the wickedness in keeping safely something? Pastor Paul, supposing I'm traveling, I give you my 10 pounds, 20 pounds, and I say, have it occupied till I come. When I come back, you come and give me the 20 pounds. So I kept it in a saving. And I didn't put it in Barclays Bank or anything, because I know, Bishop, you're a difficult person, and we've been dealing with you for some time. So I decided to just keep it safely. I didn't want to put it in a bank. If something happens in the bank, the bank is closed down. I mean, I... I know you like to have your money back, and I didn't want any. I've seen certain problems that you've caused. I've had at certain places, and I didn't want anything, so I've kept it for you, and here it is. And I say to you, Pastor Paul, you are a wicked man for giving me back my twenty pounds safely. You see, it doesn't sound bad to you, but if I tell you, Pastor Paul, going to commit fornication, then you say, yes, very bad, bad man, wicked man. We know him. This is not the first time. You see, yeah, that's what you say. But you see, notice the things which anger the Lord. Very different from what we think. Very, very different. He said, because thou hast been faithful in very little, have authority. Thou knewest that I was an austere man, taking up that I laid not down, and reaping that I did not sow. Wherefore then givest thou not my money into the bank, that at my coming I might have required mine own with usury. And he said unto him that to take from him the pound, and give it to him that hath ten pounds. And they said unto him, Lord, he has ten pounds. For I say unto you that unto everyone which hath shall be given. And from one that hath not, even that he hath shall be taken away. But those my enemies, which would not that I should reign over them, that's the unbelievers, bring them hither and slay them before me. These are all important symbolic instructions from the Lord for us. Now look, look, notice, look at me. Look at me everyone. Are you, are, are you awake? Pinch the person next to you. you see, and some of you didn't pinch the person. You don't know why I told you to pinch the person. You get it? It's an important instruction. You have been faithful in very little. Huh? Obedience is better than sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. I said one. Just pinch him once. I don't twice. Now listen. Notice. Notice. Are you there? Are you there with me? The thing that God would tell you to do, I'm telling you, listen to me, is often so little and you won't think it's important. And you would often leave it down. Look, for me, eh, I'm telling you, I employ people. As I have employed people for some time, I have come to value people who I say, do this. And when I come, what I said, do. The person has done just that thing. <laughs> all of you here, you may, you may not know what it, what it means. But I have come to learn that of all the people that I employ, if I just have a person, I say, do this, do this, and do this, I'm coming. And when I come, what I say they should do, often very little things, they've done it. Oh, man. Now, I've decided to operate by this principle. I am just looking at my pen, I've begun to tell them, and now I'm not, it's not a matter of this person came and this person came and this. If I get somebody, I say, you know what? You see this thing here? Let it be like this. And the person will just do what I say. I will give the person anything. Anything. Serious. I cover you with gold. Literally. Just that thing that I, Because you know why? Because I have a master plan that I'm implementing in my own small little church. Sometimes I know that, okay, maybe I'm going to have a visitor here to do this. Or I'm going to have a program here. Or I know maybe how valuable something is to me. People don't know. And it's very important to me. And I just ask you, do this. And you come, and what you've asked is not done. Uh I, I I don't want to work with you. I don't want to work with you anymore. Because what I said do, that one you haven't done. You've done a lot of things. But what in particular I wanted, you've not done it. I don't want to work with you again. It's a wonderful thing. I mean, I think that the understanding that I have had is also by growing. And I understand what God wants. By having to employ people. A whole lot of people, good people. Some graduates, some have learned this, some have done this, some have that. But I just want a person when I say... Arrange these tapes here and number them. You don't know why I'm saying that. And I can't use three hours to explain every single instrument. The day will never finish. And I come back after three months. Because what I tell you, even I'm not ask you tomorrow, I'll remember that I asked Now I come back and I go through. For instance, I was organizing my tapes back home in Ghana. And I said to somebody, do this. You see, then after some time, I come back and then I come and I look at the tapes and I say, okay, has it been arranged as I said? Then the the thing is not arranged as I said. Then I said to you that, look, if you die tomorrow or you go and you don't come back to work for some reason, when anybody comes here, nobody can know what is going on here because it's, it's confusing. Only you understand what is happening here. And I don't want that, because you're not the only person who will ever work here. So do something for me. And one time I went to see a doctor and they asked me, how often am I under stress? They asked me, are you under stress every day? Are you under stress once a week? Are you under stress three times a week? Are you under stress every two weeks? Are you under stress all the time? I wrote, I'm under stress all the time. Oh yeah? And the reason... I realize for my stress is because of people who I have working for me, who don't do what I say they should do. They do it up to a point, and they leave a point where they don't understand why I should say something little like that. Like if I say, put this tree here, or put this pot here, and don't move it. I know why I'm saying what I'm saying. Like for instance, our speakers and so on in our, in our church, when you come to church, you see them lying around there. Very expensive. Recently, we bought some new equipment. Over 100 million I said, before you put this equipment here, go and get a chain, a cable. And cable it. I told, even I told, and I knew they wouldn't do I said, I've been in the church for a long time. I said, I know that they wouldn't do So the person who was bringing I told him that until this chain is there, and it's there, well, I'll never pay for this thing. Then you don't know how much it is. You see something that is lying there. Just something. You get it? And then, you just put it as But that thing that is lying is worth 100 million CDs. You don't know what I went through to do it. And I have people around me who work for me, who do up to a point and leave some, up to a point and leave some. And you keep coming back to the same thing. And I say, you don't know, this is the, actually the most important, and until the job is complete, it's not useful to me. It's one of the most... And I realize that it's one of the things that give me so much stress eh, to have people who do to a point, and they don't do what... And it becomes useless to you. I really understand the Lord. When he said, I do this. He didn't say fast. He said, pray. And you are fasting and not praying. Because you feel when you fast, you feel more sacrifice. and You, you feel more power. That like you are doing something. And then he said, go read your Bible. There's no way where he says you should fast. But there's a lot of places where he says you should pray. There's no instruction directly that you should fast. There's a lot of implied directions about fasting paul said he fasted often jesus said when you fast etc etc they are all implied but the direct command is pray prayer is more important than fasting if you don't fast again till you die but you are able to pray you are better off than somebody who fasts and fast and fast and doesn't pray but we we feel that fasting is is, is, is greater how many feel that you really suffer more when you fast i eh? really feel you are obeying god you are doing something most people you feel more spiritual you have a different feeling in your body your face change everything changes <laughs> you don't know when there's an overall person in charge and he says something you don't know what it what it how it is important One day I employed someone I said, you know what, I want you to count for me every meeting we have. Count the people, the uh, attendance of the fellowships and of the people, every meeting, every service, every meeting. Have you done that one before? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. But you are not the first. And then one day... I had, a, I had a meeting in the office. I had a meeting in the office and I said, now I want to see what is going on in the church. Because you see, somebody may wonder, how are you able to run all these churches and know what is going on everywhere? In Accra alone, we probably have more than, more than, more than 70 bank accounts. <laughs> oh yeah, and in London we have so many accounts. How do you know even what is going on? So, I said to him, count. Then one day after a long time, I had a staff meeting. I said, okay. And I called the brother. I said, brother, bring the countings that you've been doing. Bring the things that I asked you to do, to count. So then he brought it. He has counted up to a point. He said, oh, but this period, he didn't count all this. And I'm paying you. I'm paying you. You are an employee. I said, count. Counts. But it doesn't look important. You go around, the tulips are meeting, Rana, there are 13 of them. That this is a meeting, there are 14 of them. That this is a meeting, there are 20 of them. And this is meeting, 7 of them. This time, this Thursday. Uh, and you don't know what it means to me. Because I'm pastor. the pastor, the work that I'm doing is that I'm looking at those things. That's important to me. You, you are not me. If you were, you, you don't know why a human being is important to me. That's how this church came to where it is. So I said, come for me. So many gaps. And I said, now you can't even know what it means because all this is blank all this has not been done you stopped doing it some time ago at that moment my heart went out for that person and I said I said in me I'll not work with you again there are many people I've said in my heart that I'll not work with you again because what I want you to do is just a small thing that do it. not a big thing a very little thing most important instructions are very little <laughs> uh, I don't think you're understanding what I'm saying I don't think you're understanding what I'm saying you don't know the effect of that little instruction. You don't know the effect of it. One day I told somebody who was working for me, I said, finish this project by this time. He didn't finish the project by the time. Then, when the bad things were happening, I said, This I asked you to do. You didn't know why. And sometimes people want you to say very bad things to explain. This can happen, that bad. And it's all a very negative way of speaking. You are saying all the negative things that can happen because you are not doing. But you don't need to say that all the time. You just have to say, do it. Recently I called somebody who has worked with me for many years. I told him that. If this work is not finished before Yongi comes, I will never work with you again. I will never work. I will never work with you again. I told him. Every time I meet and I tell him that I've had many projects with you. If this one is not done, this is my end with you. I won't work with you again. You see, this is how God disconnects with us. This is how he disconnected with the guy here. This is how he disconnected with Saul. He said, Do this. I need to sacrifice anything or whatever. He said, Dude, I was working with someone. The person was saying, Oh, I want to come and give you a gift. Because you have blessed me so much and you have helped me to have so many jobs. You know what I told him? I said, I don't need your gifts. I don't need any money. There's one thing I want you to do. Finish this work by this time. That is all I want. I don't want any gift. I don't need anything. By God's grace, the way the system is in the church, I don't have needs. I'm not, I'm not hoping that David will give me 50 pounds before I leave the camp. Really do people give me money? Really do people give me money? My, 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 my life is not dependent on people's gifts. If you feel that you, you want to give your gift, it's up to you. But my life is not dependent on people's gifts. If I was dependent on people's gifts, I will be in trouble. I don't complain. I don't, my pastor is not blessing me. This guy, I've sent him to uh, 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 Papua New Guinea. He has not remembered me. i put Pastor Richard in London. He's any more money than me. He does not remember me. No, I don't, I don't have that problem. I know people who have that problem. But I don't have that problem. <laughs> I said, he said, I want to bring you this, 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 and that. And he was asking me, What can I do for you? I said, Just don't do anything for me. Do what I said. And I said, If you don't do this thing this time, that is the end. I won't work with you again. And there are some pastors. God says to you that he won't work with you again if you don't do what he has told you to do. And you are doing what you think uh, You are doing maybe extra visitation, extra prayer, sacrificing your wife, sacrificing your family, doing this, doing that, all things that he has not asked you to do. This is what I want you to do. Do it. It's a wonderful thing. (laughs) It's a wonderful thing. I read it in a comic. Have you seen this... uh... War comics many years ago, but I always remember that story. There was a military commander and he was fired, he was giving commands, and then they gave the command, fire, and they gave him the distance. You know, in today's warfare, you can't see the targets, they give you the bearings and the distance five miles. You shoot, you can't see, you know, that's here, and you should shoot five miles. So the guy was shooting or was about to shoot, and they are giving him the time because the enemy was approaching. And was going to be at the five miles position at two o'clock. So they said, two o'clock, fire, five miles, everything you've got, burn the place down. At two o'clock, at three minutes to two, are you listening to me? Three minutes to two, it, the, the enemy had come faster and had moved beyond that point and were now nearer. And then their own troops had moved also faster and had come to that place. So they called the guy, they called the commander, just a, just a captain. And they called him from the headquarters, That change of order, don't fire at that place anymore. And the guy was saying when the telephone operator said, that, le- le- leave me, I'm doing something here. And the guy had said, that, look, I have an important priority message for you about this thing. He just said, look, I am doing something here. <laughs> what I think is important, I know that there are people there and I'm going to burn them. And the telephone man begged. Afterwards, there was a court martial. The telephone man begged, please don't listen to what I'm saying. And the guy threw him off. And he stood there. The time came and he said, fire! Oh man, they bent their own people to ashes. And the high command couldn't believe it. They were watching as they were burning themselves. Because there's somebody on the ground who is so consumed with what he thinks is right. And what he thinks should be done, rather than to be, to, to hack in, to listen to what is being said to you for that moment, that is important for you to do. And you know the instruction? The instruction is, don't fire, just rest. Just, just be there. Just do nothing. It doesn't, it doesn't look like a powerful instruction to do nothing. To do nothing doesn't look powerful. To do nothing looks weak. To burn and to fire and to bomb looks great. And so, you are going out there to burn and to fire. That is why a person who obeys is greater and to be prepared than a person who does what he is doing in the name of sacrifice, in the name of this, in the name of whatever. Are you listening to me? Me, I fear disobedience. There are many times God has told me not to fast. And since I am God and I have power, I I said that I should fast. God said fast. When I say don't fast, you are fasting. Fast. I'm not God. I cannot know more than God. One day, I went to the hospital and I was was going for an operation. And the operation that I I was going for was because of dehydration caused by fasting and drinking coffee for many years. (laughs) Are Are you still in the church? Oh, yeah. by, by fasting and not drinking water and drinking coffee, only this combination. Because coffee also dehydrates you. Amen. Are you listening to me? Yes. Oh yeah. But I, I know more about the work of God, so I know how to make the power of God come. Carry on. And make the power of God come anybody who is a pastor will have experienced before that when you were not ready and you thought that you wouldn't be able to do much that is when God took over and it was far one thousand times better because God doesn't need you and doesn't really use you. you are actually in the way amen are you listening to me so obedience is to be preferred Give me somebody who will just do what you say. Do. I'll choose the person. That's how God will choose you. Do this. You just do it. Pray. You pray. So no, I'm not going to pray. I'm going to move around and I'm going to see some ambassadors and various people to join the church. When they join the church, there will be more rich people in the church and money. God didn't say you. I don't want that. Just pray. Amen. Amen. Is that a problem? All right. Amen. So, obedience often involves very little things. Amen. The next reason why obedience is important is because. It often has, although, although it is a little thing, it often has far greater consequences which cannot be compared or linked to that little act of obedience. Hmm? Did you get that? No. Although it's a little thing. It often has consequences far greater than, than what? Than the little act of obedience. Amen. Genesis chapter 3. And verse 9, and the Lord God called unto Adam, Amen. Are you there? Are you reading Genesis 3? Let's read from verse 9. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said, Where art thou? Verse 10, and he said, I heard thy voice in the garden and I was afraid, because I was naked and I hid myself. And he said, Who told thee that thou was naked? Has thou eaten of the tree? Whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat And the man said The woman whom thou gavest to be with me She gave me of the tree and I did eat And the Lord God said unto the woman What is this that thou hast done? And she didn't even answer that question And she said And the woman said The serpent beguiled me and I did eat Amen What is this that thou has done? When she ate a tree How many will agree that eating an apple Is not a big thing? Huh? If I tell you, Jason, don't buy apples from Sainsbury's. Buy from Tesco's. There are two trees in the garden. Just like there are two supermarkets in town. Sainsbury's and... Do you still have Safeway? You have Sainsbury's and Tesco's. And I say, don't buy the... Don't eat the apples in Sainsbury's. Eat the ones in Tesco's. Or eat the one in Safeway. And you are gone for the Sainsbury's one. And you are going to Tesco as well. Tesco apples, I've given you same breed apple, and I say, Tesco's apple. Or I give you tithes. I give you income. I say, the 10%, give me the 10%. That one too, you are eating it. (laughs) Oh yeah. Listen to me. The greatest effect of you not paying your tithes is not in the church not doing well. That's not the greatest effect. Although it has an effect on the church. But the greatest effect is God's disapproval of you. That's the wildest part of your, uh, of your, not paying tithes. Is God doesn't like you again, because He gave you everything and He said, "Eat all, and give this one to me. I know, I know what I will do with it." Hallelujah. Amen. Are you listening to me? Yes. So God wants to let you know that His little act of obedience can. Bring you great stability amen and one little act of disobedience can turn into something huge you will never know what it is going to be although it looks very little that is why I, I said that's why I said to somebody I said you know what you are working for me now although you don't see it as important From now, I will never work with you again if you don't do. That is how my mind is working now. I will not let myself become straight. One day I wrote a letter to somebody. I said that I am no more going to discuss with you and argue and have meetings. I am from now, I am from you. I will not say anything. And when you can ask the people who work with me, when I don't say anything about anything anymore, that means that I have taken my mind off you altogether. I don't ask for anything. I won't say anything. I'm not, I'm not, I don't have anything to say to you. I don't have anything to ask. I don't have, why are you doing this? Are you coming? Are you working? Are you I don't ask you anything it's over. Because I've given you the chance and you don't want to do it. God does not want to change his mind about you. Do you understand? Amen. So when he gives you a little thing and he says to you, have your quiet time on it. If God speaks to you, have a quiet time. If God speaks to you, say, start a church. If God says you, be a missionary. If God says to you, pray. If God says you, pay your tithes. If God says to you, do this, do that, do whatever. And it looks little. Brother and my sister, it's important for you to just do that little thing. And don't think of any big thing. Don't become complex with God. You will lose. And I'm using myself as an example that I have seen how as an employer, or as somebody who has people, I say, do something. And they do it. They become approved. And they don't do it. They cost me. And you realize that as a, a father or as a leader, you have to cut off such people because they will, they will kill you. They will kill you. In South Africa, I don't know whether you've ever watched it, but there was this guy. He had this big mine. And the, the owner of the mine and the big, the big white guy, he told this was during the apartheid era. He said, the black people, the black uh, miners and so on, don't do certain things to them. Don't treat them like this, don't do this to them, when they are whatever and so on. And the guy was there and he was left in charge. And he started to do his own thing. When he says, when they say to him, my sister don't put your head on your, are you not well? You are not well. Okay. When, when they say to him, don't do this and so on. And he felt that the slaves or the black people were somewhere. So he would beat them and so on. And one day, due to what he was saying, not what his overall Boss had said, but what he was doing on the ground, he did one more thing to the people, and the one of the black guys go wild, and he had never seen it happen before. The guys grew wild and this started building up as a rebel and they bent down the whole mine and bent down the whole place, South Africa. And why did it happen? Because the overall boss wanted that. He was wise and he had said that don't do this, treat them like this, and give them their restrictions and control them. But don't whip them, don't behave like an animal. And the guy was on the ground doing that, that one small thing cost the entire business. Just one person doing a little different. He said, You are doing something extra. I'm trying to check the people for you. That extra thing you've done has cost the whole business. So sometimes you have somebody, you just say you just say, do this, start a chat. Like like myself. Look at, look at lighthouse chaplains that maybe God told me to do some other things and I'm not that's why I'm always praying because maybe there are things that I'm supposed to do that I'm not doing and I'm, I'm always praying to know the will of God because when you are not doing what God has asked you to do a lot of things cannot happen cannot take place people will die and go to hell and you will go to heaven smiling thinking that yeah I'm the next person to arrive and when you get there you'll be so surprised that you are not nobody's happy with you in heaven are you listening to me yeah next one the reason why obedience is greater than sacrifice how many realize that sometimes sacrifice is a big thing you do it and everybody can see huh? they are giving so much they are doing so much efforts isn't it The next reason is that obedience is often the only way by which God can see that you are actually choosing him. Now everybody should stand up and write. Thank you, Alfred. Now, why were there two trees in the garden? Why do we not only have Sainsbury's? So that what? You can choose. isn't it? Why do you have uh, Woolworths and where? W.H. Smith. I did the same thing. Do they sell similar things, W.H. Smith and Woolworths? Woolworths is it not clothes. Woolworths, books.
0: Now they, are, they become wiser.
1: Boots and where? Super drag. Why did, listen, look at me everyone, why did God give, put two trees in the garden? One which would give a lot of problems and one which would give good things. Why? Why did he put these trees in the garden? I mean, how many think that God has caused a lot of problems? And he could have prevented all this chaos by just having a garden without such a tree. How many agree that a big problem has been caused? How many will vote that God should remove, should have left those trees out of the garden? Raise your hand. Please respond to what I'm saying. Please respond to what I'm saying. How many don't think so? you think you should have kept the trees there. Daniel, why? To test obedience. To test obedience. What does it mean? To do what? To try their hearts and know what's in their Do you know why human beings are going to rule angels yes, have angels have never had a choice they see the glory and they are in the glory we have had a choice That's right. oh yeah it's greater than it and we can't see they can see so we are like working as blind men have you seen a blind man who is typing or writing a letter or writing a book, you, you feel that he's great. You know, he must really have done something to be able as a blind man to write and to go to school and say, what are you studying? I'm studying philosophy or whatever. As a blind man, you look and you say, man, this guy, I mean, you see J- Stevie Wonder, is this Stevie Wonder? Yeah, you see him, he's singing, he's traveling and he can't see anything and he's getting married, he's playing keyboards and he's blind. What is the song that he sang? I just called to say I love you. (laughs) And he's playing the piano. And he's singing. And he can't see. He can't see. And he's doing it. And somebody can see and he's doing it. He can see and he can choose. Between a white key and a black key. And he's making good music. And you can't see. And you are still choosing the right keys. And playing live concerts you are greater because you had a choice or somebody didn't have a choice because uh, of somebody somebody could see clearly and you couldn't see and you are able to still choose we that is you may not understand why God put those trees in the garden but he put those trees in the garden so that if you didn't really want to be there he won't be there. A man chose. I don't really want to be there. Now this again, you can't understand until you employ people. When you employ people, you have people under you, and sometimes you look at them and you wonder, this person doesn't really want to be here. Is this person is he happy? One of the things you don't want is people around you who are not very happy. They are disgruntled. They are dissatisfied. They feel monkey they work, baboon they chop. Look at what the guy has. He's earning this. He does this. He has that. We don't have all those things that he has. And so you begin to be scared. Uh, these people, are they there? And so as time has gone on, I have tried often and often to create a system where people have a choice. Where they can live if they want to live. Or stay if they want to stay. So that those who remain are those who really, really want to be there. And I feel free with such people. But where somebody doesn't have a choice... And he is there with me. It's different. Like, there are a lot of people who work in the university for very poor salaries. They don't have a choice because they don't have any other accommodation. If they go out to university, they will not have anywhere to stay. There are people who are working for electricity corporation. They will never resign because they have a small bungalow which has been given to them. And if they step out today, they will not have anywhere to stay. They don't have a choice. There are people who are doing whatever it is, and they don't have any other thing that they can do. They don't have a choice. They are stuck. And we know that a lot of these people are disgruntled. Recently, I, I, Ghana had some new fire engines. Just last week, we had about uh, 16, no, brand new, brand new fire engines. So I went to dedicate the uh, fire engines for them, the fire service. I mean, the Minister of Interior. Oh, well, is that thing? Oh, uh, no, it's not a place to clap. <laughs> Clap when you hear people are being saved, amen. Not uh, when you hear fire engines are being dedicated, <laughs> anyway. But as I looked at those firemen when I was praying, I said, Lord, I pray for the firemen for their salaries and everything to be improved. And I said, I had a, I had a, no, sal- mm, not amen, mm. you know, they can't say amen like that. <laughs> It's a big, the American ambassadors and other people were there. You know, ministers of state and so on were there. So it's not a place where they say, say, amen. But like, mm, when I finished praying, they said, we need more of these prayers. <laughs> <laughs> and as I looked at these firemen, I looked and I said, man, these people, what is their hope? A police sergeant will be earning, 100 100, uh, a police constable will be earning 113,000 CDs a month, which is 10 pounds. Oh, yeah. And many things in Ghana are, are related. You can, my ta- When I fill my, my tank, I can spend over 150,000 to 200,000 CDs to put petrol in my tank. Oh, yeah. I, I have a car I can put in almost 500,000 CDs, half a million CDs, just petrol. Prison officers, we have never seen that one before. Prison officers, uh, 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 shop owners, or uh, any kind of person you can think about. Bread, Bread sellers <laughs> went on strike. Everybody went on strike. So you could see there was, there was discontentment in the whole nation. Not all the workers and the people, they are there and they can't leave because they don't have a choice really. They just hope that things will get better. And you have such people, the whole nation of discontent people. That is why when they voted, They all, the whole country voted, we want a change of some sort. Even if it's a monkey, give us the monkey. We we are tired of this thing. Uh Uh Are you listening to me or you decided to go home? So the reason why God gives you the opportunity to obey is so that he distinguishes between those who choose him genuinely and those who have no choice. Did you know? Do you know what is going to happen in the future? When Christ returns, okay, let me give you something quickly. When Christ returns, he's going to conquer the Antichrist, the devil, and all those people. And he's going to bind the devil. When you bind the devil now, you are actually just, you, you can't really bind the devil in that sense. He's, he's going to be bound by the angel, Michael, and they will put him in a chain and they'll put him on the ground for 1,000 years. Now, after 1,000 years, there's going to be peace on earth. A different kind of England, a different kind of America, a different kind of Africa, a different kind of Australia is going to be around for 1,000 years. Then after that, the devil will be loosed again (laughs) for a short while. And you will be surprised to know that people who have been living in the peace for 1,000 years and can see the difference between when Satan was the god of this world and when the Lord Jesus was ruling this world will still Choose the devil. And he will, the Bible says, he will lose to deceive the nations for a while again. And people will follow him. It's like people who are flying from London to Australia on 747 British Airways. And they're written no smoking on the flight. But they are wild smokers. And they are just waiting for the aircraft to land. As soon as the plane lands, oh, just give me my cigarette and let me smoke my thing. Because even though you don't see them smoking, they are not smoking out of choice. They are smoking because they have no choice. They said, don't smoke in this plane. And as soon as they are being forced as soon as they have a choice, they will choose something else. They will choose to smoke. Amen. Are you listening to what I'm saying? You see, God wants people who are choosing to be there willingly, Amen. willingly, Amen. willingly, Amen. willingly. Oh yeah that's why I would want if somebody doesn't want to go somewhere I don't force you to go sometimes you see some people it looks as though they are being forced to do something they are being pressurized to do something you don't want people to to work who want who are doing things because they are being forced to do it do what you are doing because you love the Lord and you want to do it from the bottom of your heart because if something happens when you are rewarded it is you who get the reward if something happens and I'm rewarded I get the reward you get it so it's not something that is by force nobody's forcing you to do anything if you won't do stop one day I sent somebody as a missionary somewhere. After some time he came back home, and I was discussing with him about the work. And I told him, brother, you know, I was talking, I want you to go back and so on. as I was discussing, I realized that the guy, he said that the place, oh, I don't like the place. I don't want the place, and this and that, and I was talking, he just one, he didn't say much. He didn't say, Lord, here's the place, he won't go, this. But as he was talking, I realized that it, he, wasn't, he wasn't enthusiastic about continuing, about going on. And he said, oh, I'll go. But when I look at the person, I realize like, you don't want to go. I said, I'm not sending you again. I'm not sending you again. I'm not sending you again. I won't send you if you're unwilling. I want to, well because what if you go there and they shoot you? I was in my house. They came and called me. I said, I won't go. They said, I should go. Now that I've gone, look at what has happened to me. Don't say the pastor told me to marry her. Ah. Don't say they told me to marry him. Now one day, when things are not well at home, and there is fire in the house, and you say, you see, it's Pastor Richard. He's the man. <laughs> I wasn't going to marry her. And they talked uh, and I knew that I didn't want to marry her. And I knew I didn't want to marry him. But they talked and they put they put pressure on me. They said to me, they used certain scriptures and they used that word. Uh, that word. You know that word said uh, CONI. CONI. They said that my life is becoming see. I was afraid my life is becoming. Oh, so I was afraid that when the way they spoke to me, in fact, I was afraid and I said, Man, I have to marry this man. And I look at the man and I said, This man, pa, I don't feel love. One day I went to visit the husband and a wife. The wife was in the house, the husband was here, the wife was there. My wife said, "For me to sleep, she, said, she does not love him." I said, "To sleep with him, she has to take alcohol before she can sleep. With it. she can't. It's, 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 it's something. She has to drink alcohol to be drunk before she can, can sleep with the guy
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Richard, there are problems too. Are problems i knew that i didn't love the man they have talked and they're using that, that word on me coney coney they say my life is becoming c and my life is becoming o and my life is becoming o and my life is becoming n <laughs>
0: you
1: know do you understand coney coney means that your life is supposed to be going up i like an i but instead of, you, you, your self-destructive ways can turn it into C, or can turn it into O, or can make you go around in circles O, or can make you go, as if it's going up, and then returns u turn n and? and you, <laughs> or oh, S. <laughs> I think the S the S is somewhere. the S is too bad Konis, Konis it's like it goes you z- 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 your back oh man. the way they spoke to us at the camp if you are you see it's a setting they were putting pressure on us pressure, pressure Something that we are simple nurses and accountants. They are trying to change our lives. Never do anything because you feel you are under pressure. No, I don't even want you to do it. I'm preaching to you the truth. If you feel it's pressurizing you, that's your problem. (laughs) But I'm not trying to put pressure on you to do anything. I'm just trying to preach the truth. If the truth is pressurizing you, that's your problem but don't marry. And one day when I visit you say, Bishop, have you seen the vodka at this place? Any time this man starts to do something, I have to drink something to stabilize my mind so that I lose consciousness and whatever will happen should happen. And when I wake up, it's over. I've seen a real one before. Not an imaginary, it's not an imaginary. All my stories are real. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Are, you, are you still in the church? Oh, yeah. So, God often is a, is a sort of a way of choosing people. Choosing, 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 choosing. But for sacrifice, look, all of us right now, if we are serious, serious about sacrifice, we can all sacrifice now. And you know, as human beings, we love hard things. Fasting, we love it. Because there's a certain feeling that you've conquered something. How many realize that the first meal after the fast is the greatest meal you have ever had in your life? Oh man! You dream, you think about it, you say, Lord, preserve me so that I can make it. Amen the man. So God is using that to choose. And and, and for me, that is it. Now, I look at people. And I say, "You do this. You do this. You do that." A certain guy came to me. I think it's from, I don't know, from Liberia, Australia, or somewhere. He said to me, "He said, I'm a very good music director. I'm a very this. I'm a very good at music. I'm very good at singing. I'm very good at this. I'm very good at that." And I said to him, "Look, thank you for being very good. Just <laughs> join the church if you want to do whatever." Somebody came and said, "I want to be a pastor. Join the church." If you are faithful with that little thing, then we can begin to see. But we cannot choose anybody unless you start to obey. Little thing that we tell you to obey. Yeah. If, you are, if you are going to marry somebody and you are a husband, the person is going to be a wife. And you tell the person, let's go here. And in a relationship, the person won't do it. Prepare your horses. Because, because after the marriage, when you say to her, go, she will never go with I'm telling you, what you are seeing before the relationship is what you are going to get big time. Big time. You are going to get it bloated up. Amen. Are you listening to me? Are you listening to me? Yeah. So, what you see in the relationship is what you are going to see in the marriage big time. Augmented version, <laughs> augmented. <laughs> if you don't like it before you get married, Timothy, are you married? Is what I'm saying true? Yeah. There is no problem that I had, have, had with my wife in marriage I did not have in a relationship. Yeah. It's the same. Nothing changed. For me, my, my philosophy is that nothing changes and nothing will change. So accept and flow. Yeah. So as you are going in for the thing and you are seeing certain things, Imagine it augmented and var- variety. Maybe it is grilled, it will be fried, it will be roasted, it will be fatter, bigger, smaller, oh, yeah. but it will be there. I Me, mean, that's my experience. How many have experienced uh, that? Yeah, Only four of us. The rest of you are <laughs> Yeah <laughs> Careful. I said careful. Yeah. So God, listen, hello. If I steal my tithes, expect me to steal God's money one day. If I steal my tithes. There was a time that I was in London and I was paying my tithe. My tithe was two pounds. Two pounds. I paid it Every week, and it meant a lot to me because at that time it was it was my food because I paid that time, there were times i didn 't eat oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, it was then that I realized the difference between people who, when you visit them, some will offer you tea and others will actually offer you food oh yeah there 's a difference <laughs> because i I could feel it I could feel it. Will you have some tea? You are not a tea drinker and why are you offering people tea? You have kept the food in the fridge. When I go you will bring it out and heat it. <laughs> you are waiting for me to go. As soon as I go there will be lunch. You know something, when I, I say to somebody that, oh, we bought a building costing more than a million dollars. There are people who think that if we bought a building for a million dollars, me, what must I have? I must have at least 100,000 or 50,000 dollars that I've skimmed off as my percentage. There are people who think that way. Because there are churches, you go to the church, they, they are selling sand and stones. They will tell, one guy, a Muslim, he said, look, this church, when we go, we are selling sand. If the sand is 150,000, they will say, okay, make it 200,000. All right. A church, not uh, uh, this thing. Make it 200,000. So we buy all from you at 200,000. So the, yeah, the 50,000 is... It's mine. So that's the bill that he gives. So I'm buying you. So he'll tell him, I'm buying your son from you at 200,000 cities, not 150,000. So all our expenses are for the church. And it's all things that are going on. A wonderful thing. And so they see you and they say, the, the guy, he must be charged. But I'll tell you that there, there was a time that I'll pay a tithe of two pounds. If I wouldn't steal two pounds, I wouldn't steal 2,000 pounds. Oh, yeah. And that's why God will give you something very small. It's just to see. It's just to see. Now, I control million, millions of dollars. And I see it moving all around me all the time. It doesn't mean anything to me. I see the money moving around. People will say, look at my books. <laughs> this is my books that I'm, I'm, I'm uh, selling here. If I'm to sell them even at, at a loss, and I was to benefit from them, I'll get at least one over a hundred thousand pounds. Oh yeah. Because if I'm to sell 5,000 of those books at 10 pounds, how much is that? 50,000 pounds. And we've got over 15,000 of those books. Suppose I have to sell those 15,000 books at 10 pounds. That's 150,000 pounds. Let us say that we're only able to sell the 5,000. We dash it free. How does 100,000 pounds in my pocket? Coolie cool and people look there are people who say to me I've not seen I've not seen this before somebody said to me I don't know anybody who does that it's not that is beside the point whether it is good or it's not good it's something that we are doing whether it's right or it's not right it's something that I'm doing I have great joy now my joy is to see that the work is is going on people are being blessed I mean for a pastor who has a big church to tell me that any book that you write I want the book one guy, if I possibly remind me, he's made me promise that when I release my new book on loyalty, I'm going to post anything that I have to him by, by date. So that's the promise I made to him. I've even forgotten. <laughs> it's an honor for me. Amen. Amen. See, but people can't know. But God, the little thing that He gives you, He will use it to test you over and over and over and over and over so that He can choose. I said, This man chose me this one doesn't choose me amen you know why you know why sometimes you recommend somebody to someone let's say you say uh, would you there's a good sister here and then you bring a brother and you tell the brother that you know there's a sister here are you interested in this uh, sister or I want to link you and see if you are interested? you know why sisters often reject that thing Eh? <laughs> you know why sisters often reject that thing? not because it's not a good thing But they want to feel chosen. They don't want to feel recommended. They want to feel that they were hand-picked. They will ask you, why do you want to marry me? Is it because Bishop said so? Or is it because you didn't have anybody else to marry? You see, People want to feel chosen. And God Himself wants to feel that you chose Him. Yeah. And you know that you were forced. You didn't have anybody, so you came for me. Or Pastor Richard said so, so you you agreed. So sometimes sometimes <laughs> sometimes you have sometimes you have a very good person. Sometimes you have a very good person, and the person will recommend the person will be thrown away. Oh, One day <laughs> Oh,
0: man.
1: <laughs> One day I, I, I recommended, so somebody called me from far, I've not, not seen him for very long and he said to me, brother, I need a wife. As soon as he said I need a wife, I said, as soon as he said a, a particular person came to my mind, who could also know? find a husband because I'm the shepherd, I'm seeing my sheep, some are moving here, some are moving here, say, this one here, all the, 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 the male sheep are here, then, there are three ones, there. So I I'll collect one, I said, come this way and go here. So straight away, I knew where I had a corner with one of the sheep there, so I said, okay, come. The way the thing went after some time, at, a, at a one meeting, I said to the person, I don't think you want to get married. I don't think you want to get married. I don't think. I so, what, what are you saying? I, I don't think you want to get married. I said, I'm even sorry that I have recommended you. That I'm, I'm apologizing. <laughs> then one day, I don't think I want to finish my story. <laughs> 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 okay, next, let's go on. <laughs> you like poly, poly. Huh? Now the next reason somebody to get me a drink. I would like to have a drink. No, not water. Where's uh yeah. Steve, somebody's getting it for me, so you can be around. Now, reason number what, how many reasons do you have? Why? How many are realizing that obedience is superior? far far more superior than sacrifice. It's a little thing that is greater. Hmm. The next one. The next reason why obedience is, um, what do you call it, better, is because to obey a little command Without understanding it fully involves a greater trust in God and lesser trust in yourself. Are you there? See, actually what it means, you trust God more you don't understand what is being said, it demonstrate you really believe in me or oh, in God or whatever whoever is telling you what to do you really trust what is being said amen Genesis 22 did you get the point? Genesis 22 Genesis 22 What time is supper? How many would like to have afternoon siesta? Okay, you know what? We are going to divide into two. Those who want to go for siesta... And those who want to stay here, so that I have those who are here by choice, and not those who are being forced to be here, because it's like if you go, it's like it's some (laughs) way. That's why. That's why we had this camp on Monday. That's why we had this camp on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Only those who really choose to be here are going to be here. Not those who can come conveniently, but those who really want to be here will be here. And I I prefer that. Even if we are fewer, I prefer that. Some people really choose that. I really want to be at the camp. That's why we didn't pay for anyone either. Yeah. But we didn't pay for anyone. And that's why I really appreciate Amar coming all the way from America. She's the only person who just stood up and bought a ticket and has come from America. Before you clap, let me finish what I'm saying. And <laughs> come from America, all the way here, to come and sit here. And she, she, she works, she doesn't play, she works. She has a job It's taking days off to come here from America. And there are people just here in London to here, they can't come. Just here in London and here, they can't come. Or they'll come at the end of the program. <laughs> it's a wonderful thing. So you have those who have chosen, and those who have chosen not. Yeah. Pastor Richard called me and said, some people wanted him to pay for it. I said, don't pay for anybody. If they want to come, let them come. They will choose it. Because when they want to buy a bag, and a hat, and a shoe, and a dress, they choose it, and you see them buying it. They really want to be here. And a what? Mass bar. They choose it, and they buy it. If you want to come, come. And that's why the camp is not free. If you want to come, come. If you don't want to come, hey, stay home. It cost me money to fly. I came from Ghana on Sunday. I, when I woke up in early in the dawn, preaching the whole day, meetings, to go home, rush. I sat in the plane. I've come. I've arrived here having a camp. Friday, I'm back in Ghana. That's all. I came and I'm on my way out. That's the only reason why I came here is for the camp. It is important for me to be here for these three days. It costs a lot of money for me to be here. So it's a choice. And you always prefer to be with those who have genuinely chosen. I want to be with you. Sometimes I'm going somewhere. And one of my children will say, I'm going with you. I want to go with you. And there's a feeling when says, I want to go with daddy. And then I, say, I want to go with mommy. When they choose you, you feel good. Is it, is it not nice to be chosen? You always want to be with people who are choosing to be with you. It's not that they, they can't. So that's why the afternoon siesta, it will come on. And those who choose to be here can be here. Amen. All right. Oh, yesterday somebody gave me some pineapple something. Is, it, is that one there? Yeah, give me one of those. Your breast. Next one. What have, I, what have I told you to, to open? 22. And it came to pass after these things that the Lord did, did do what? Tempt Abraham. I see you passing all your tests. Yeah. And said unto him, Abraham. And he said, Behold, here I am. And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest. What is the point? What is this point? yeah it shows you have trust in god sacrifice may not necessarily show that you have trust my obedience will often show that you trust god and you don't trust your own reasoning take now thy son thy only son isaac whom thou lovest and get thee into the land of moriah and offer him there for a burnt offerings upon one of the mountains which i will tell thee of and abraham rose in the morning and saddled his ass and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son, and clave the wood for the burnt offering, rose up, and went into the place which God had told him. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes, and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said unto his men, Abide ye here with the ass, and I and the Lord will go yonder and worship. Verse 6. And Abraham took the wood and the burnt offering, and laid it upon Isaac. And he took the fire in his hand, and a knife. And they went both of them together. And Isaac... Spake unto Abraham, his father, saying, My father, he said, Here am I, my son. Behold the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went, both of them, together. When you don't know what to say, find something spiritual to say. Huh? So you don't have to lie. Verse 9. And they came to the place which God had told him of. And Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac, his son, He bound Isaac his son on the wood and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything. For now, now, everybody say now. Now, I know, I know, I know, I know it, that thou fearest God seeing that thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes, and behold, uh, behind him a ram. Verse 14. And Abraham called the name of that place, Jehovah-Jireh. Verse 15. And the angel of the Lord called unto Abraham out of heaven the second time, and said, By myself have I sworn, saith the Lord, for because thou hast done this thing, and hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, that in blessing I will bless thee and in multiplying I will multiply thy seed as the stars of the heaven and as the sun which is upon the seashore and thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies and in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed so Abraham returned unto his young men and they rose up and went together to Beersheba and Abraham dwelt at Beersheba Sarah was 107 and 20 years old these were the years of the life of Sarah Sarah died after Ked- at, in Kerjath Arba, the same as Hebron, the land of Canaan. And Abraham came to mourn for Sarah and to weep for her. Amen. Abraham was a very great man. People don't know what it cost him. Are you there? Yes. When you obey God, it shows that you don't trust yourself, but you trust God. Do you know that? After Abraham did this thing, his wife left him. Because if you read on, you see that Abraham lived at Beersheba. As Sarah, is it Sarah? Is Is it this man? I was moving and then a certain king was looking out of his window. And my husband said that if the man calls you, Go. Because I want my security. So it's a person who doesn't love his family. But you see, he had changed. And now he was sacrificing his son. But for a different reason. First he sacrificed his wife. But now he was sacrificing his son. Because God had told him. And that's Sarah's only child. And Sarah was not amused at all. Probably. After that. You see that she went to stay at. So when she died, the Bible says, Abraham came. Her and (laughs) came to mourn (laughs) at where she was. (laughs) It's not a small thing to obey the Lord, amen. Are you listening? It's very complex sometimes, too. But just that one thing ensured that the greatest blessing could come to Abraham because he was now sure of him. Now, let me tell you something you know what? Obedience is greater than sacrifice. Because sometimes it is the only test which can bring your promotion. The only test, the only, even Abraham, God who knew what everybody's heart, still had to test Abraham. Sometimes it's the only test which can bring your, um, what, your what? Your promotion. Yeah, thank you. So that's the next point. Amen. Amen. Next, we are getting to the end. To obey involves less analysis and human reasoning. Therefore, more faith. I mean, we are human beings, so when you have to do something without thinking, less analysis and less human reasoning. You get it? In other words, less naturalness. A natural man does not receive from God. So when you have to do more obedience, it's less analysis, less reasoning. You get it? And you can flow with the Lord. I see you flowing to the next point. In Jesus' name, amen. The next reason is that obedience involves less. All right. All right. Amen. Less analysis, hallelujah! All right, put down your books. I finished, I will not go through these ones. Lift your hands to the Lord and just pray for the spirit of obedience, 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 obedience. ask the Lord to give you the spirit of obedience hello, hello, look at me I'm not asking you to ask the Lord to give you understanding so that you can obey because obedience often does not involve understanding it involves knowing that you have heard and then you obey it you don't have to understand it that is why it's greater than sacrifice because to do something you don't understand to do something when you are blind is a far higher thing It is something that you do with blindness. Definitely you are greater than someone who's doing when his eyes are open. Lift your hands, everyone. Close your eyes and say, Lord, give me that ability to be obedient. Help me to hear the voice of your spirit. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated.